Hello, I'm Daryl Root. This is News Folder 19 asking the question, if someone who alters suits and dresses did the job really fast, could they be called a swift tailor? Yes, I know it's a sad joke, but come on, you're going to repeat it. Admit it. Today's topics include inflation, defense spending, police abuse of power, and more. However, before I get to those topics, please consider supporting the sponsor, CampRidger.net. They're a maker of great seasonings. There are four different blends. They all come in one cup serving containers, and they're as low as $7 a piece when you order four or more. You can visit their website at CampRidger.net. That's Camp R-I-D-G-E-R.net. Thank you. With that said, let's get right into the news stories. News story number one. Police in Georgia, together with ATF and the FBI, conducted a crackdown on activists involved in a continuing campaign against a controversial police and fire department training center known as Cop City. That has included acts of arson and sabotage against equipment being used on the project. I covered this in a previous podcast a number of months ago. One activist was arrested in the raid and charged with first-degree arson in connection to an incident in July in which eight police motorcycles were burned. And if the activists are committing property crimes, as it seems to be apparent, then yes, they should face a crackdown. However, here's the problem I have with the operation. One of three residents at a house raided in the Lakewood neighborhood woke to blue lights outside her window at approximately 6 a.m. and heard voices in the hallway outside her room shouting, Atlanta police, get out and show both hands in the air. She had on pajama bottoms, but no top. She grabbed a bathrobe without a belt or tie and asked if she could put on some clothes. Quote, they grabbed me, led me outside, and handcuffed me, leaving me completely uncovered, unquote. Officers led her to a squad car where she remained for what she says seemed like hours, though obviously it wasn't. At the same time, officers, plural, came in and out of the car, her top uncovered the whole time. One took photos of her, insisting, quote, it's only of your face, unquote. Yeah, right. She was released shortly later. Another person who was arrested woke up to a flashbang grenade. I'm assuming at the same time, you know, of six o'clock in the morning. He jumped out of bed, put on socks, and shouted, I'm leaving my room. He got on his knees and looked up to see a Georgia state trooper pointing a gun with a red laser at his face. A trooper, quote, grabbed me by my hair and dragged me on my knees to the back door, unquote. He, too, was put in a squad car for some time, only to be released. Opposition to the training center, which is being built on a 171-acre plot in a nearby forest, comes with those concerned with unchecked police militarization and with clearing forests in an area of climate crisis. Dickens, the Atlanta mayor, told reporters that the right way to make your voice heard 
on the project was by doing things like going to city council meetings. That's true. However, the same city council has refused to verify and count more than 100,000 petition signatures from voters seeking to put the training center issue on the ballot in an upcoming election. This was property damage, not a drug ring, not a trafficking ring, not murder suspects. A SWAT-style raid was not necessary. Incidents like this are why today's police get, and maybe deserve, zero respect. City police forces need to enact far better discretion when enforcing the laws. New story number two. Record levels of investment in clean energy and a decline in coal power generation means less of the world's power will come from fossil fuels between now and 2050. Remember that year. However, emissions are still a long way from hitting net zero by 2050, as scientists say they must if dangerous global heating is to be avoided. And, as you have heard me often say, net zero carbon emissions is a fantasy. At least if you have any common sense. It's never going to happen. One major reason comes from three areas. Aviation, shipping, and industry. There is currently no feasible alternative to jet fuel or ship diesel, meaning steady or even rising fossil fuel use as developing countries' economies grow. Industrial processes such as cement making and the production of plastic will collectively fail to cut carbon-intensive fuels by 2050. While progress has been made with wind and solar, and electric vehicles supposedly at a turning point, there is not as much innovation and no clear cost-effective alternatives to fossil fuels in many sectors. Just imagine how much battery power it would take to propel a freighter, many of which are two-tenths of a mile long through the water. Water has a much higher density than air. There's a lot more friction to overcome. Not to mention all the extra weight of batteries compared to liquid fuels. All told, global fossil fuel use will likely flatten or decline by mid-century before starting to grow again due to rising energy demand in developing parts of the world. Gas will lead the way, rising significantly in use even as oil and coal decline. So yeah, 2050... We're going to just use more all over again. Quote, the success with renewables and EVs shows it can be done, but it really will take a lot of different policies and innovations. There is no one solution, unquote, said one expert. Well, apparently President Alzheimer's and the environmental extremists haven't gotten a written memo. I still say, 10 years from now, when we look back on electrification of everything, it will be deemed a failure. There is a reason gasoline vehicles defeated electric vehicles 100 years ago. New story number three. Global defense spending increased by 9% to a record $2.2 trillion during 2023, driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, according to an annual assessment by a military think tank. 
And how much is the American empire responsible for? I'm glad you asked. The dictators in Washington are responsible for $905 billion military dollars of that, or 41% of the global total. That's more than the next 15 countries combined, including Russia and China and North Korea, the supposed evil empires. But are they or are we? The U.S. currently spends more than 40% of all military expenditures worldwide and has military forces stationed in more than 150 countries, more than all others combined. If that doesn't make us a dictatorial empire, I don't know what does. The International Institute of Strategic Studies added that it expected budgets to increase further in 2024 as the war continued into a third year in Ukraine and international uncertainty spread across the Middle East in the wake of the Israel-Gaza war. Ukraine's defense budget multiplied by nine times while Russia's defense budget increased by 60%. Russia's military spending presently represents one-third of its national budget. Russia's battlefield tank losses are greater than the number it had when it launched in 2022, and they're pushing new ones out at a rate of 100 tanks per month, although their quality is supposedly lower. At current rates, Russia can sustain its tank force for about two to three more years. So if you think aid for Ukraine is ending anytime soon, guess again. Not if our leaders have their way. Western governments find themselves once again in a position where they must decide whether to furnish Kiev with enough weapons to deliver a decisive blow rather than enough merely not to lose. Here's the answer, in my opinion. Stop all the aid to Ukraine. The District of Crooks like to say it's a matter of national security. No, it's not. Read your history. In 1922, the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic, yes, it existed, was a founding member of the United Soviet Socialist Republic. Decades of Soviet control did not destroy America, and it wouldn't destroy America today. Then, of course, we have Israel's four-month-long assault of Hamas in Gaza. We also have three rounds of bombing by the U.S. and the U.K. on Houthi targets in Yemen. Fears about China and Taiwan never seem to disappear. So yes, build up the military spending and prepare for World War III because it just may happen. 10,000 years of so-called civilization and humanity is still no better than the animal kingdom. There you have it. With that, it's time to take a short break. I'll be back in about half a minute or so. Only 15% of podcasters will ever earn a single penny in profit. Yet more continue to record for one reason. They enjoy informing and entertaining. If you'd like to support this show, visit newsfolder19.com and click on the Buy Me a Coffee or Merchandise link. All donations are greatly appreciated. 
Now, back to the show. Hello, and welcome back to News Folder 19. Just need to do my usual shout-outs to Danheim, the provider of all the background music for the podcast. Also want to do a shout-out to Susan Kennedy, who does the voiceovers. In addition, once again, I ask you to support CampRidger.net, the sponsor for the show. They have great seasonings. They're all salt-free, so you can salt to taste. You can find them at CampRidger.net. That's Camp R-I-D-G-E-R dot net. Thank you. With that, let's get into the final two stories. New story number four. This is from Bleeping Computer. 100 hospitals across Romania had to take their systems offline after a ransomware attack hit their healthcare management system. The information system called HIS used by hospitals to manage medical activity and patient data, was targeted February 11th and was forced to go offline after its database was encrypted by hackers using ransomware. At least 25 hospitals confirmed that their data was encrypted by the attackers, and another 75 healthcare facilities using HIS have also taken their systems offline as a precautionary measure while the incident is being investigated. Out of respect for the hospitals and other industries, I will leave out details of the ransomware so I don't pass on any nefarious data to others with criminal intent. Most of the affected hospitals supposedly had backups of data on the affected servers, with data saved relatively recently, one to three days ago, except for one whose data was saved 12 days ago. As I have said before when I reported on cybersecurity, backups need to be run every day to an offline system when running a major business, which hospitals are. Better yet, Never keep the system online to begin with. Insist on request instead of leaving it online. Yes, requests can be time-consuming. It's not as quick as constantly being online, but it's safer. Since the systems were taken offline or shut down, doctors have been forced to return to writing prescriptions and keeping records on paper. Quote, I mean, we did continuous admission records on paper day admission records on paper, and we wrote medical test recommendations on paper. Everything is done on paper, just as we did years ago, unquote. Now listen to the next sentence. Quote, all servers have been shut down. The internet has also been shut down. So there will be no loss, data leakage, or anything else, unquote. Added systems engineer Florin Trandabat. Imagine that, a system that actually requires someone to physically break in to create chaos as opposed to someone doing it halfway around the world. Not everything should be on the internet 24-7. Some things should stay in-house and only be dispersed upon request. And as far as these medical and hospital break-ins and attacks, It happens here in America on a regular basis. I have reported some of them. Last but not least, new story number five. This is from Washington. 
According to the AP, the Labor Department showed that the Consumer Price Index rose 3.1% from January of 23 to January of this year. Tuesday's higher-than-expected inflation data sent stock and bond prices tumbling that day, with financial markets now envisioning the Fed's first rate cuts in June rather than in May or even as early as March, as many traders had previously hoped and or expected. Why are the experts almost always seemingly wrong? We have unions getting concessions on a regular basis. Increased wages and benefits cause price rises. We forgive student loans, meaning more money chasing supplies, which causes inflation. We still haven't fully rebuilt inventories of numerous items, which keeps prices high. The Fed's 2% target rate isn't happening anytime soon. I'll be happy if it stays under 3.5 all year long. Two would be great but I'm not counting on. Excluding volatile food and energy costs, so-called core prices are up 3.9% in January. Core inflation is watched especially closely because it typically provides a better read of where inflation is likely headed. As for the Fed's first rate cuts in June, rather than earlier as previously expected, don't count on it. It might happen, but I don't see it. There's too many government giveaways and too many people striking for higher wages. The cost of services, including auto insurance and apartment rents, are still rising faster than they did before the pandemic and keeping overall inflation persistently high. The cost of car insurance has soared more than 20% on average with a year ago. I don't even want to see my bill next month when I get it. Nor does any retired person on a fixed income. But that's what you get when you shut down the economy and create shortages which drives up the price of cars new and used. It takes forever to make up that inventory. Another driver of high prices has been housing costs, be they rent or home ownership. Construction was shut down. Homes and apartments weren't being built fast enough to match population growth. And builders can't make enough profit on small homes because, despite the fact that no one can afford a big house, that's what everyone wants. Housing inflation was 6.2% higher than it was a year earlier. And, of course, healthcare inflation remains excessively high because we drove nurses out of the industry. People still eat fake food and sit on their asses all day. And the nurses that do remain want more money. The servitude to the COVID Nazis won't end economic disaster anytime soon. Bend over and you know the rest of the statement. With that, it's time to call it a podcast. You know the mantra, question authority, and always be free. Thank you for listening to News Folder 19. All rights are reserved and unauthorized use is prohibited. However, you may share the podcast links. Till next time, have a great day.